Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. This is about to be one of them episodes that kind of bust you in the head a little bit, so just go ahead and put your helmet on. Put that helmet of salvation right on, okay? Word to the New Testament, word to Paul. Um, So this episode is going to be called Your Calling Could Cost You, okay? I think I've talked about something like this similarly in another episode, but I really want to dive into it from another perspective and also just kind of relate it to where I'm at right now. We are T minus 18 days, so a little over two weeks into, well, two and a half weeks uh, away from me moving to Texas. And, you know, I'm bringing y'all along for the journey. And this is one of the things that I'm really, really like sitting in these days, like sitting deep in it. So let's get into it. Everybody wants to be called, but no one wants to be obedient. Mmm, that's a bar. Yeah, y'all. First, the first line is a bar. <laughs> um, let me expand on that a little bit. So I hear a lot of people talking about, a lot of pastors talking about, a lot of Christians talking about, a lot of people in my circle, also sometimes myself, talking about, oh, my purpose, like, oh, what did God put me here for? I want to find my thing, da-da-da, I want to be called, I want to be anointed. But rarely do we talk about the sacrifices that that comes with. And I know we're going to get into that in like the second part of this, but we rarely talk about like the struggle that obedience is is like obedience in and of itself to things that God calls us to is not easy y'all like it is not easy I know the Bible makes it look so easy Abraham go into this land that I will show you Abraham okay um Abraham take your son that was just born take him up to the altar yeah go ahead and kill that man Okay, like it just makes everything look so easy sometimes. And I really find myself deeply appreciating those moments where certain people in the Bible kind of push back when people ask for confirmation a million times, when people run away, hello, Jonah and the whale, Um, because that is just so real to me. Like, I want to be Abraham. I really do. But sometimes I'm Jonah. Sometimes I'm Gideon asking for confirmation three, four times before I do what God told me to do. And that's just the reality of it. That is the humanity of it. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna be talking about that a little bit more, like what the obedience looks like, but we're also gonna be talking about like the weight of the call. Um, because the call is not always fun. It's not always glamorous. And for the remainder of this episode, we're really gonna be taking a look at Moses' life. Um Because a lot of us remember Moses for parting the sea. You know what I mean? Like the whole whoosh, sea goes whoosh, the fish late for his job. Now he can't make it because the sea got split in half and there's no other highway that he could take. And then the Israelites walk through the middle on dry ground. And then the folks following them, right? The Egyptians um, following them and then getting crushed by the water. Whoosh. You know what I mean? Yay, Israel. Yay, God. Like all the things. So (laughs) we remember that part. We love that part about Moses. We want to be Moses. I want to be Moses. But then not too far later, (laughs) Moses is walking around with a grumbling group of people in the same pair of underwear for 40 years. (laughs) Like nobody talks about that part. Nobody talks about the fact that this man was walking around in the same pair of undies for 40 years. Hello? Let that thing breathe, my boy. So, uh, yeah, really silly example, but honestly, sometimes I find the Bible to be really comedic and I'm going to share that with y'all because why not? Um, 
but it's a great juxtaposition or a great opposing viewpoint, right? A great parallel that we see between the glamorous moments of the calling, the mountaintops of the calling. But then we see these valleys of, of obedience. Like your calling has valleys too. Um, it's not just all mountaintop just because God called you to it. When God calls you to things, it does not often mean that that thing is going to be fun. If we really look at the Bible, most of the people in the Bible were doing things that were not fun at all. And they have these small pockets of like bursts of like part in the sea and things like that. But then otherwise, it's not that cute. Like it is not that cute. Um, so I just want to make sure that we really, really like talk about that because I feel like not enough people talk about that sacrifice. Everybody's like, be obedient, be obedient. But what is that going to cost me? Um, it reminds me of in the New Testament when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was talking about counting the cost of being his disciple. And he was talking about how no one would build a building without first counting the cost or else you might start building and then run out of supplies or run out of money. And then people will laugh at you like I had a look at him. He didn't finish because he was unprepared. He didn't think it through. Um, and so I just want to make sure that we're on that same wave because you cannot have purpose without sacrifice. Like if we look at every single person in the Bible, they gave up something, if not everything to follow God. And we have to realize that that applies to us too, right? That's just not an Old Testament principle. That is also New Testament. And that is also current day post cross. So I just really want to drive that home. I feel like I'm really walking through that in these last couple days because, you know, initially when I heard from God, it was like super scary. And then I went for Valentine's weekend and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I want to move tomorrow. Like I can't take it. I'm about to order everything. Like, you know, I was just in that cloud nine, that burst of mountaintop. And then now I'm like, whoo, baby. <laughs> Yikers. I am moving to another state that I've literally been to for 72 hours <laughs> like oh gosh um and really just thinking about the logistics as well has been really difficult um and beautiful you know I like to think things through I love tedious thought-provoking tasks so this moving moving is my jam I actually really like to move but um y'all I'm gonna be sleeping on the couch for 12 days like I'm sending my stuff to Texas, so I have to send it before I leave in order to get it by the time I arrive. So I have to send it next Sunday, like March 5th, I have to send my stuff. So I'm going to be sleeping on the couch <laughs> from March 5th to March 17th, literally. So whoo, y'all pray for the gig. I'm also sending my car like four days ahead of me. So I'm gonna be carless for like the last four days of me being here. So I'm just kind of like, whoo, I'm gonna be living out of a suitcase, trying to make stuff shake, trying to make life happen, trying to continue on, trying to see everybody, all the things while sleeping on the couch every night, uh, living out of my suitcase and not having a car for the last few days. So I'm just like, man, this is going to be rough. This is going to be rough. March is not. The beginning of March is going to be whoo, <laughs> all boots on the ground for real. But I found myself today. I don't know if y'all nanny, but I nanny a beautiful baby boy. 
I will not name him for his privacy. But um, I nanny a beautiful baby boy. And today I took him to the pool because it was like high 70s outside and it was like a nice breeze. I was feeling good. I took him to the pool and that's where I fed him his afternoon bottle. And I was just looking around and y'all know, as soon as it gets warm out here, people in Atlanta gonna be at the pool, period. They tanning, they sitting out, they got some margaritas, whatever they doing. So I'm sure they do that everywhere else, but I'm just from here. So that's all my context is. So I just look over and I see like all these girls out with their friend, like different pockets of girls. Like there were two girls to the right. There was three girls in front. And then there were two more girls to the left. And I mean, they don't all know each other, but the pockets of people knew each other. And I just really like had such a moment of grief, y'all, because I was like, dang, I'm not going to be able to hit up my friend and be like, hey, girl, you want to go to the pool today? Yeah, let's go to the pool. Like that really hit me so hard, y'all. Like it hit me so hard. I can't even explain it. I literally was feeding this baby the bottle and he was looking up at me and I was literally crying tears. Like It was just so dramatic. I'm sitting by the pool feeding the baby crying. Like, I don't know what's happening with me, y'all, but that's grief for you. Like when you're really grieving a person, like, you know, when you lose somebody important in your life, grief comes in waves. But grief also comes in wave when you're grieving your life, when you're grieving something you have to walk away from in order to follow God. And that's what I found myself doing these last couple of days, just here and there, just really looking around and being like, dang, like, whew, I'm really walking away from this. Like, I'm really walking away from this. And I had to talk to God in my mind. And I was just like, man, God, I feel like last year was like where I really started coming into like myself. Like, you know, I've told y'all so many times, like how last year was part of like my dying to self process was majority of last year. But even in that process, I found a lot of beauty in it and I solidified my friend group. Like it's not fluctuating or anything. Like I know I can count on these six people no matter what, you know what I mean? Um, And it's like, dang, like I'm walking away from that. I'm walking away from comfort of knowing what music festivals are coming to Atlanta that we can go to on a random weekend at the park or knowing that high frequency Fridays happens every first Friday in March. Actually, I should go to that because I've always wanted to go and this will be my last time to go. Anyway, like things like that, y'all like, dang, you know, like, oh, (sighs) yeah. So your girl has been grieving and just really, really counting the cost. Like, really realizing what I'm walking away from. I was talking to my boyfriend today and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this because I'm going to share this and upload it without his permission. But uh, <laughs> he was talking about how he's just now going through his grieving process because God told him to move and he only had like two, three weeks to move. So he was like in go mode. And now that he's settled in, now he's grieving. And I, before going, am grieving now as well. So yeah, y'all, like it's it's not a joke. Like it sounds all glamorous and fun. Like, oh God told me to move to Texas. I'm gonna move. Blah, 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 blah. Like it sounds like fun. It really does. And I'm still excited, y'all. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I'm going. <laughs> I'm excited to go. But there's a lot that comes on the back end that I hadn't really considered or that I'm starting to walk through. So it just made me think about how the version of you has to die before or while you're achieving the calling. Um, Because you've got to grow before you go. Okay, you've got to grow before you go. There are certain parts of you that have to be left behind in order for you to fulfill what God is calling you to. Um, 
So this just makes me think about Moses again, going back to Moses, since he is our example for today. Um, Moses reverted to his old ways and it really cost him a lot. So if y'all remember toward the end of Moses's lifetime um, or why, why the people had to wander around for all those years as well, Part of it was, well, Moses's part, why Moses got in trouble with God, was that God had told Moses, right? The people were complaining. Moses and Aaron went to God. God was like, all right, this is what you do. You go, you take the staff, you strike the rock, and I will make water come out of it. Bet. As soon as they leave the tent, Moses goes to the people, frustrated, right? He's really frustrated. And he goes to the people and says, must we bring you water? I will speak to this rock and water will come out of it. He spoke to the rock and water came out of it. Several things we can learn from that. But the thing that I want to pull out right here is, do y'all remember OG Moses? Like pre let my people go Moses? Like murderer Moses? Let me take y'all back. So back in the day day, right? We know Moses was like an OG Israelite, but then that was during the time where they was like trying to kill all the baby boys. So his mama sent him down the river in a weave basket. And then the princess at the time, let's just call her princess. The princess at the time found him and then they raised him in the palace. Okay, so Moses was raised like a prince. We don't talk about that enough. He was raised like a prince. Then he seen his people mistreated. He was walking around and he seen like um, the Egyptians mistreating the Israelites. And he got mad at the Egyptian official and like caught this man in the head. And this man died like he murdered this man for mistreating the Israelites. OK, so we have to remember Moses is about that life. <laughs> when Moses gets frustrated, he might be going off at the mouth or them hands might get to talking. We got to remember that about Moses. And throughout the process, because then he fled to the wilderness, you know what I mean? Because the people was like, hold up, you a killer. Um, <laughs> so he fled to the wilderness. And um, then God called him out. That's where we get the burning bush, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But throughout this whole process, Moses has had to be abundantly patient, like abundantly patient with the Israelites. And in this moment, I believe, I see in this moment, Moses reverting back to his old methods of handling his frustrations, doing things on his own without consulting God, letting his emotions lead. And what happens after he does that? God said, because you disobeyed me, you will not get to see the promised land. Dang. I mean, y'all got the water out the rock, though. You know what I mean? A win is a win. But really, that's an L. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, this man really costed himself the spot in the promised land over a rock and a water. I don't know, my brother, maybe you just should have hit the rock with the staff. But my point here is you cannot take the old you into this new place and expect to thrive. You cannot take the old you into a new place. I am so grateful that God took me through that season of kind of like stripping me down of who I thought I was and creating a foundation for my identity in himself. I am a child of God before I'm anything else. Before I am a woman, I am a child of God. Before I am black, I am a child of God. Before I'm from Atlanta, I am a child of God. Before I am a child of my parents, I am a child of God. That is the foundation, the single foundation for my entire identity. So um, with that being said, there are certain things in my past that can't go with me into the future. You know what I mean? Certain things that I identified about myself, certain habits that I um fell into certain things that I used to do, certain people I used to hang around, certain ways I used to talk that all had to get stripped down up out of me 
in order for me to be ready to go into this new season. So I just thank God because we also have to remember that God is so intentional and purposeful in everything that he does. And even these wilderness seasons where you feel like you're being tested, you feel like you're being stripped down, when you feel like you don't have nowhere to go, where you feel like you don't have anybody to lean on and you just got to lean on God. Like God is doing that for a reason, for a reason. And it's going to work out for your good, okay? Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Y'all, I completely forgot about the second half of that, but that really do speak to today's like message. Who love him and are called according to his purpose. Things work out for you, but you also have to remember in those seasons where it's difficult, in those seasons where it's dry, in those seasons where you have to trust him, God is trying to prepare you. Nine times out of 10, we trying to go somewhere and we ain't trying to pack no luggage, right? We ain't trying to go through no TSA clear. We're not trying to go through nothing. We just want to go. And that's not how it works. That ain't even how you catch a flight. You know what I mean? There's certain things. Come on, analogy. I'm about to run with this. Y'all know I love an analogy. When you go and get on your flight, my love, with your suitcase, Okay, all these things that you think you need to go on your adventure, you got to go through TSA and there might be some things in that bag that they have to take out because it will be hazardous to your journey and to the journey of others if you brought it along with you. Come on, tell me that analogy do not speak. There are some things that we be trying to carry with us into the next season, into the next place, into the next task, into the next calling. That if we were to take it, would blow up our flight, would blow up our journey. Hello, that is a dog all good analogy. My God, today. (laughs) That's a really good analogy, y'all. I'm really proud of that one. Come on, Holy Spirit, because I did not have that one in my notes or nothing. Like that just came off the dome. But yeah, it's really like that, y'all. It's really like that. And so when we really want to go places, when we really want to do things, we got to let God refine. We have to let God refine. We have to let God define. And we have to give God some time. Hey, glory. Pass the offering plate around. (laughs) I'm preaching today, bro. I don't know what's going on, but I'm preaching today. But yeah, y'all. So that's really that. I feel like the message has sunk in. I hope y'all take some gems. If you are going through something and you expecting to go somewhere, Replay this episode and let it sink in one more again. Just one more again. Just one more again. Because you might need to hear that. I know I did. I know I do. So I'm going to replay this when it comes out on Thursday. Um, And that's that. Also, y'all, side note, next week is our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Stop playing with that kid, man. A year in this thing, man. Glory to God, man. Glory to God. I don't deserve, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me get up off this thing. I'm getting goofy. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye. Bye.